Welcome to the Essay for FA's Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will discuss what I call a conservative approach to aggressive investing for retirement. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. The coronavirus confusion of the past few weeks by which I mean stocks getting whipsawed from huge losses to huge gains, got me thinking about what implications this sort of market has for retirement. Of course, much can be said, including that stocking up on stocks whose prices are greatly reduced may be advantageous. But that can be said for any investor. Young investors especially will take to the idea. However, my message is for those who are not yet retired, who are maybe 10 or 15 years away from it. Young investors haven't usually accumulated a lot of portfolio wealth, meaning they don't know the feeling of seeing their wealth evaporate, even if just paper losses. Folks in their 40s or 50s are more apt to know what that feels like, and may have already begun envisioning how their retirement will take shape. So if you're an experienced investor, and you're looking at a market like this one, and you've had enough past successes to feel like you know how you might want to deploy your assets, and yet... If you imagine that you're suddenly 65 or 67 and what you have is all you'll ever have based on employment earnings, then plunking your money down on this or that stock or ETF suddenly feels a lot riskier. By now you know that markets march to their own drumbeat. Neither Wall Street nor the President nor the Fed can ultimately control it. This is actually a common problem with older investors, even successful ones with reasonable accumulation of assets. They're more wary of losing what they have, even if they possess the knowledge and confidence to take risks. That is the sober reality of being in your 60s. And so it occurred to me that herein lies an opportunity to take a conservative approach to acting aggressively. Here is where I think life annuity income can play a paradoxical role of unleashing a 65-year-old's inner 50-year-old. Economists generally regard annuities as products that are much less popular than they should be. And one reason why is that they emit the smell of death, as behavioral economist Mayer Statman memorably put it. By locking in lifetime income, the investor will never be able to turn that income into higher returns and may not even break even if the investor doesn't live long enough. While this is true as far as it goes, investors should recognize that an annuity contract need not and normally should not be an all-or-nothing proposition. Ironically, a partial annuitization strategy may be the smelling salts that revive you as an aggressive investor. 
The reason is that if investors can close the gap between what they need in monthly income and what they have via Social Security, then our 65-year-old can once again invest like a 50-year-old, giving his investments 15 years or so to appreciate. In other words, that smell of death isn't really linked to annuities. It's linked to being 65 or 67, or whatever your date of retirement is, and feeling like you can never again take risk. This problem is so widespread that it is considered one of the key paradoxes in retirement economics and is called the retirement savings puzzle, the quandary over why retirees don't spend down their assets. The general idea is that they fear outliving their assets. Ironically, purchasing an annuity is an economist's way of saying, go ahead and enjoy your retirement by spending. And what I'm arguing here is that it's also a way of saying, go ahead, invest in the stock market to increase your wealth, you can take the risk. Another big reason why consumers reject annuities is the fear that they will not be able to bequeath their assets to their children or other heirs. But with this partial annuitization idea, they may be free to increase their bequests by continually accumulating their wealth even in retirement. Indeed, they may be able to increase their inter vivos giving as well, that is their giving while still alive, if they have dependable monthly income coming in and thus feel freer to part with it. So to summarize, much maligned annuities needn't reek of death. To the contrary, investors should get out of the habit of thinking them as all-or-nothing options. Partial annuitization can revive the confident investor inside and free you to invest aggressively again if your daily living requirements are being met. Oh, and one more related thought about desisting with all-or-nothing thinking. One needn't make a big scary annuity purchase. Rather, you can buy different income streams, both before or during retirement. Sometimes people have money to spend but don't find stocks compelling, or they want to sell an investment but don't know what to buy. These people can lock in a future income stream. By doing so, a little bit here and a little bit there, the decision is less frightening, and they may thereby diversify the annuity providers, avoid committing exclusively to a rate they may feel is too low, and even diversify the time bands for receiving these payments, that is, by purchasing both immediate and deferred income annuities. In short, this is an uncommon retirement strategy that may actually sync with retiree psychology better than more standard approaches. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.